Exit 52 podcast instant analysis after a 27-22 Baltimore Ravens victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday night football. RDT Banks and Taylor here with you. Another tale of two halves for the Ravens. A first half. I feel like this is the flip of the tale of two halves a little bit, though. A first half that coming out of it, I, I, you know, we, we, me and Banks, you know, all transparency here played a kickball game and played, I played some flip cup in the middle of this game. So did not see all of it, but, but with that shout out to the pandas, 25, not a win. And then a four, a win in flip cup, whatever. But I said, heading to the, the flip cup game, I turned to my, my esteemed roommate, Anthony Meek. And I said, this team might just not be good. The Ravens, we might just be a very mid team. And after I said that at 10 to three, the Ravens played very, very well. Lamar Jackson turns it on in the second half. The Ravens get the running game going in the second half. Defense plays well. Tom Brady might be done. The Ravens now win this game and move into an unbelievably manageable part of the schedule. Banks, I will throw it to you first. Thoughts on this one. One that feels like the Ravens just needed to go and get done any way they could and move into a, a stretch that it feels like they can go 4-5-0 or five and oh in um, and kind of move towards the playoff run. But your overall thoughts on this one? Well, we talked about it on Monday night. This is, you know, there's a lot of get-right games, it seems like, that this team has had opportunities for. But this was very much one on a national stage, on a short week, on the road. Like, this is one where you probably shouldn't thrive in, but if you go out and do it, you're going to win a lot of folks back. And for the first half of this game, they looked like the same team that fr has frustrated people in Baltimore for seven weeks now. I mean, they've played a bunch of games where it's a tail of two halves. And most of the time, it's been the second half that's been the letdown. But they played with, I don't know, not a lot of energy, not a lot of passion, not a lot of confidence in the first half. They kept making... Um, some of the same untimely mistakes. They did not, you know, capitalize on big opportunities. I mean, the muff punt was an absolute gift. Not to mention, like, hey, 20 yards right off the bat to Mark Andrews. Ooh, this could be a night for us. And then just stuffed the next three plays, have to punt. They muffed the punt. We get the ball at the six, and it's like, hey, let's punch this bitch in and take control. I mean, this is just an absolute gift here. And we just don't produce in the red zone, which has been a big bugaboo for this team, um, you know, all season, or at least in, in the last three games or so. So they don't punch there. Then Tom Brady drops back on the first offensive play and throw and airmails his receiver, and Marlon Humphrey has a pick right in his hands, drops it. Just another wasted opportunity. It just felt like the same old frustrating, um, you know, a lot of people on the ledge type of start to the game. And the rest of the first half was really not all that different. I mean, they, they really struggled to move the football. They couldn't run the football effectively. There was not much to be had um, passing wise. They started to find that a little bit down the stretch in the, in the second quarter and they get inside the 10 and they, they, they fail on a fourth and two on a play where Lamar, he had a guy open. I think it was Prochet coming across the middle. He could have thrown it, and he didn't throw it. He looked completely uncomfortable in pockets that were cleaner than I think he thought they were. It's been a recurring theme where he, you know, he drops back. The pocket's kind of clean. You know, guys are coming around the edge. You only have so much time in any given pocket, but he'll step up, and the throw he wants to make is not there, and then he'll just kind of, like, turtle for a second and then try to back out exactly where it came from and it just creates mayhem so 
too often he would do that and then roll out right. And sometimes there'd be somebody open, sometimes there wouldn't, but he just wouldn't hit them or he just wouldn't make a play. It just looked completely tentative. And and so we went into halftime down 10-3 in a game that we probably should have been up in, but it just didn't look like we were executing on any sort of level. This is a long rant that I'm going on here. But second half, completely different team. They came out, they got the stop early, um, forced the punt, got the football, moved methodically down the field, ran the football effectively, uh, got to the end zone or the red zone and punched it in. Isaiah Likely, he's arrived in a big way. You know, Mark Andrews going down uh, with a shoulder injury in the first half was tough, couldn't make it back in there. We're hoping for good news on that. Um, he's been pretty banged up here, and I wouldn't surprise me regardless of what this injury is. Um, even if it's good news, it might be smart to sit him out next week with the bye week behind it. Anyways, we executed. I mean, we played awesome football. We dominated on the ground. We, we had possession of the football. We kept their defense on the field. We kept our defense off of it. And the defense was making plays, you know, to get off the field too. You know, Tom Brady, you know, he hit on a deep pass to Mike Evans. There were some, some plays where they, you know, moved the ball effectively. But overall, they were getting stops when they needed to. You know, they they held – Tampa to four out four of 13 on third down. It's, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I got to think that's close to their best performance all season. Um, and then they just closed out the game. I mean, the offense drove down the field <clears throat> twice with, with a lead, you know, first time they scored the touchdown, the second time, you know, they knew that the field goal would, would kind of stake them to a two score lead late enough where it was one where, they really shouldn't squander it. And that's what they did. They effectively closed out the game in my eyes, which is a huge, huge step forward for them. So it's a really good win. I mean, it sets us up, like you said, Taylor, for all kinds of success the rest of the way. I mean, we have all kinds of runway to, to, to close this thing out at a good 12 and five, 13 and four, whatever. We're back on track. That's my message. That's my takeaway. We're back on track. Like, like you were saying, uh, the the Taylor two halves, the first half could not have gone, even like the first quarter, could not have gone much worse for the Ravens. Like you said, they start off with a big pass to Andrews. And again, I have him in fantasy, so I'm like, all right, this is going to be a night where he eats. Like, we're good. We're, we're, we're going to get easy 15 points. Um, and then, you know, he kind of comes down weird on that shoulder, goes out, and you're like, okay, well, you know, they still got Bateman. Bateman goes out then. So it's like, it was like very quickly, okay, we're going to be without you know two of the top weapons um and that's even before gus edwards was even in the game gustin did gustin get any looks um after they recovered that fumble down on what the six of which i think it was which like you said that was a complete gift there was just a boneheaded play by the bucks um and i remember thinking going into halftime like man like the ravens shouldn't have any points right now like it it should be you know 10 nothing 10 nothing 17 nothing you know 13 nothing tampa something like that so i again they lucked into those points um, but just from there, I mean, people were, I was seeing the, like, give Greg Roman his pink slips, you know, as he gets on the plane, don't let him get on the plane. You got to fire him tomorrow. And then the second half, I mean, the, the amount of adjustments that they made and Greg Roman made, um, I mean, Lamar threw the, the ball 30 times in the first half that, that that's not a recipe to win at all. I think they ran it seven times and then they came out and they just, I mean, they, like you said, they got that stop early on the box and then they just they, they did one of those 2019 ravens you know 10 plays 70 yards eight up seven or eight minutes and they scored and it's like yep that's that's the ravens football 
And again, I mean, give, give credit to Greg Roman. People like to shit on him, but the guy went into halftime, saw something. They saw, uh, I mean, the Bucs defense is good, but their run defense, they gave up a ton of yards to the Panthers last week. And so I think people were frustrated early on being like, what are, like, again, there's no game in which Lamar should throw the ball 30 times in the first half. His career, I think his season high coming in was 32. So he had 30 at half. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, run the ball. And again, they did that in the second half. It does suck that Gus Edwards, it sounds like a hamstring injury. And I saw Harbaugh said, we'll see tomorrow what it is. Um, but again, I mean, you look at the rushing numbers. It's it's Drake with 60, Lamar with, I think, 60-some. Where is it? Lamar, like, no, Lamar 43, Kent, 43, Drake 62, yeah. Gus Edwards 65, DuVernay 33, Justice Hill 28. Like, And then it's like, boom, you blink, and it's, oh, they ran the ball 33 times for 231 yards at seven yards a clip. It's like that's again Greg Roman. It's like that's what you got to do, and and they did it. And again, I mean, they completely took over the second the second half. You look at the the Bucks did score twelve in the fourth, but I mean that was all garbage time pretty much. Like it was, like I said, I was ready. We, I mean, we could have done this pod. I think midway through the third, like I said, I, the game was over. The Bucks looked like they didn't want to be there. Taylor and I were talking about it. Brady skipping these thirteen yard passes and stuff like that. Like, I mean, he's. I, he is as done as done can be. He doesn't want to be there. Like he, I, he's just checked out and you really hate to see it. And I think it was Jeff Darlington who, I don't know if you guys have seen the tweet. Brady is taking this loss hard. He, guess what? He was the last one in pads sitting in front of his locker, just really taking it all in. And you, you really do hate to see this. And I think, I, he know, I think he knows they're bad. And I, I think they're, they're really bad. Really, I, really I, bad. I think that, we talked yours as you said we talked about it before we started recording they don't have any energy like i know this is um, a podcast but it's interesting to watch them and they're such a huge storyline in the league because of brady they're a huge story every week and so and i think before the season this looked like a headline game i mean a like the maybe the best thursday night game of the year this was the one game the, the one road game that i think a lot of people in baltimore were like you this is the game we're going to it's going to you know yeah, late yeah, October. It was, it was like, oh, that's incredible. And this game, uh, it was so interesting. Like, and I was getting texts about this. I can't speak to it a ton because I wasn't listening to it on the broadcast. But you watch the Bucks, not a lot of juice. Even like, I was getting texts like, Al Michaels and Herb Street just didn't have a lot of juice during the game. Just a weirdly demure game for like Tom Brady versus Lamar Jackson, you know, era versus era, two teams that coming into the year, you know, the Bucs Super Bowl contender and Ravens, fringy Super Bowl contender, didn't have a lot of heat to it. And that Bucks team, it's just Todd Bowles. It's the same thing in, as in New York, head coach. It pans the sideline. And he just doesn't look like he has any idea how to change what's going on. A great defensive coordinator that's just not a good head coach. And that's just what it seems like is going on there. In terms of the Roman stuff, I think that's the maybe the biggest half of his Ravens tenure from a, like, can I keep my job perspective? Because as you said, I mean, the – the noise got very hot there and they really turned it around. I mean, 27 first downs in the game, they ended up having 452 total yards. They, you know, they run for 231, as you said, the, the per play clip was good. They run 74 plays. They kept the ball forever, 38 minutes time of possession. Um, and that's a huge, huge half for them in terms of maybe trying to solidify the recipe that moves them forward. That just perfect balance that, when they've really been a dominant team, they've found between keeping teams off balance, getting nice chunks, staying ahead of the sticks, 
I mean, that was it, on those couple drives in the fourth quarter when they put the game away. That's what they were doing. Um, and it was very reminiscent of when that offense has really hummed. And if they can get enough defense behind it, they're going to be a hard team to beat for a lot of these, I mean, below average teams they're about to play for the next month. Um, and the Ravens could really start stacking some wins. And once you do that, you get confidence and maybe you kind of play over yourself as you head towards the postseason. Um, as you said, Banks, you pointed out perfectly. We've been waiting for this from Isaiah Likely. And maybe it just took getting some of the routes and the opportunities that Mark Andrews gets in that system and putting I just plugging Likely into those opportunities. And maybe with Andrews health, healthy, it's just harder to get Likely some of those, you know, prime spots to for Lamar to get him the ball. I thought he was impressive, even down to the, you know, it was kind of a moot point, but his hands team play on the outside kick at the end was a great play. That ball kind of like flicked away from him and he made a nice play on it. He just had a very good night. You hope that that can press forward and he becomes a real weapon. I just also have to, and I'll throw it to one of you guys. Devin Duvernay is just a guy. He's just a guy you want on your team. He just continues to pop up in spots. He catches first downs. He runs the ball. Well, he, he, you know, when, you know, he's, returning the ball at the end he gets you to the 40 yard line he just or or the 35 he just puts you in very good spots I love him I just think he's not a, a number one he's not a guy that's gonna catch 85 balls for a thousand yards and six touchdowns he's not even that kind of like number two but he's just a winning football player and I think that the Ravens should continue to try to design ways to put the ball in his hands because he's exciting and consistently week in and week out, I think he plays well and he plays hard. Um, and he's been the guy that showed up in this offense. Um, and then finally, as you said, already see balance in the running game, just really nice balance. Gus Edwards looked nice, went out with the injury. And then Kenyon Drake finished the game. That's a nice run to the end to finish the game. Um, Justice Hill had that good Gus run. So too. good as well. Stayed in bounds on that play. Looked like it, that could have been tackled at the line of scrimmage in the fourth quarter. He kind of cuts it out and then stays in bounds, gets eight. Um, it was a really nice second half. Um, because I said to you guys, I, I thought at the end of the first half, and I, I saw bits and pieces of the first quarter, didn't see a ton of the second quarter. I was like, maybe this is just not the squad. You know, maybe this is just gonna be a team that's just fine, maybe gets to the playoffs, losing the first round, whatever. I said at one point in the first quarter, I hate this team. Like I'm starting mm -hmm. to hate this team. Like I'm they were starting to lose me. And right when they were starting to lose me, I said I said, no, I, let me let me be clear. I said I'll probably be back in five minutes. But right now I hate this team. And I kind of let it fester for like probably more than five minutes, but they answered in a big way. Um, I think that's a little bit indicative of the John Harbaugh spirit, which I think people will probably shake their heads at and they'll probably be like, Oh, there goes Banks again, just being a being a Harbaugh guy. But like seems like when things are absolutely up against it, like they do dig deep and find a way. And that's what they did tonight, at least. Yeah, no, it, it spoke to their character for sure. Um, and spoke to the, you know, goes back to, I, and there was a lot of questioning after last week or, or, you know, two weeks ago, like, is there culture, whatever, you know, you see like there was one shot and I was trying to like lip read Marlon Humphrey, but they were having like a, like a seemingly like productive discussion of him and Harbaugh on the sidelines and like that shows you that like that stuff that happens when, you know, those guys are yelling at each other, Marcus Peters is yelling at him. Like those guys really respect John Harbaugh. I think that gets lost a little bit when they struggle. Like it's, you know, 
guys can argue and that stuff can happen. It seems like they get over it. I just think this was a little bit of a turning point. I, I still don't know if the Ravens are a Super Bowl contender, but I think they have now put themselves in a position. They really could have put themselves in an incredible position had they finished out even one of the games that they blew at the end. But they can now go on a run to like really get ahead in this division and solidify some, you know, a home playoff game and put themselves in a position to at least give themselves a better chance once they get towards the playoffs. It just stinks because you start to regret some of the ones that they could have put away. Cause we talked about this. If they could get, if they could have got through that first part of the schedule in a good spot, it just opened up so much. And some of these teams we thought might be frisky, like Denver stinks. Denver's awful. Carolina's awful. Jacksonville's awful. Oakland, so New Orleans is Jacksonville sneaky, sneaky, no, not bad though. No, yeah, I'm telling you, I, I, they're plus eighteen point differential is amazing for a two and five. The team. only, the only uh, positive uh, uh, differential in that division. Too. They're a losing team though. They lose. They're just losers. They're yeah. losers. They are losers. They've yeah, lost four straight. Yeah. So um, the Duvernay thing, you guys missed it in the first half. They must have said it four times that that he's the only one that's returned a kick for a touchdown this year. Al Michaels literally, he must have had like yeah, a bet. Kick if or punt. Yeah, kick or punt. They just kept saying it. Um, he's a, but he's a discount Debo. I, that's what my buddy called him. He just said he's discount Debo. That's Which that's fair. Is it's a hundred percent. Debo's a hell of a player. Duvernay's oh, a hell of a player. Yeah, like it's not it's not like a, an insult towards towards Duvernay, but it's just like you like you said, Taylor. That's a guy who you draw up. Like you need to have a folder of place just specifically for him. Get the ball in his hands on like, I'm surprised they don't do it more with screens or, you know, just anything like that. Just, just find a way to get that guy, the ball in space and watch him go. And, and again, good things happen. You saw, I mean, the end around today was perfect. It was, I mean, it the was end around was perfect. Great call. That was a great call. There was a, I think it was like a third and third and, and medium where they they ran what looked like uh it looked like it was going to be an option right yeah, yeah and then he and pulled then, up the and then throw Lamar it. yeah and he threw mm-hmm. it to likely I thought that was a, just a brilliant play call in that spot um Greg Roman in his I bag mean, tonight in his bag a little bit when Mark Andrews goes down you got to throw out the uh the old Mark Andrews under center playbook but um yeah I mean that offensive performance in the second half is is the type of stuff that makes you start thinking about what this team could be, what they have been in years past with Lamar Jackson at the helm. I mean, Lamar's still the straw. He's the straw that serves, serves the drink. That that big run he to kind of kick off the second half, I mean, that was the catalyst. The huge that was play. what really got everybody going. So um, you can try to keep him down for a while, but if once he gets going, man, I think it just puts – linebackers and defenders on their heels where it just kind of opens everything else up for the offense. RDT said it too. I mean, they like, they just were the, the rebound from first half to second half. Like that's a huge feather in their cap. And defensively, a lot of these, if you look at the bucks, it's 349 total yards, but like even that last drive, I mean, they, they, you know, they drive it down 50 or 60 yards it's a nice defensive performance. I mean, they they totally shut down the run, 44 yards. The Bucs have no balance. They have no ability to do it both ways. They they tr- they make 44-year-old Tom Brady, whatever the heck he is at this point, try to beat him. I think it's a nice night for Mike McDonald and that defense as well. Um, 
you know, you make that kind of team one dimensional. I think when that, when the Bucs have really been good in this Brady era, they have been able to run the ball. It has not all been Brady, 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 Brady. They've, they've gotten Fournette going, whatever. And so for consecutive weeks, and I know it's been Jacoby Brissett and certainly an on the decline Tom Brady, I think Mike McDonald's starting to find his feet a little bit. Yes, they had a, it was a 300 yard passer, but it wasn't a it wasn't a impressive 300 yards. It was a lot of garbage time, 300 yards to keep him in front of you. And at the end, when you know the Bucks could have made it interesting, they stopped the two point conversion. They make a great stand there on the, on that play call. So I think it's a, I think you know you hope that both units are kind of rounding into form a little bit, and it gives them the opportunity to really build some momentum on the stretch of the schedule. Um, they got to get some linebackers back. They, they get a, need to get a little more healthy, and you hope Mark Andrews is going to be fine. But as you said, Banks, there's times you watch this team and you're like, what? Like what? I texted some people early in the game, and I said, this team is so frustrating to watch. Just, you know, you get the muff punt in the first quarter, and you're like, all right, just punch it in. I mean, 7 nothing. you're off to the races, and they just couldn't do it. And I'm just like, what are, what, what are we doing? I'm sure everybody just, what are we doing? But – it's almost Showed like a win for the Buccaneers just to hold them to three there. That's such a momentum. A huge win for the Buccaneers. Huge win. I mean, with all the, the narrative around Tampa, you, you you muff a punt after you get a stop and you give up seven. I mean, the Ravens maybe win by 30 if that happens. And they, they look good on that. De- like the Bucs defense looked good. Like that after that first play, it was like, I think it was like, again, they got like 23 or whatever in the first play to Andrews. And then I think they gave up like five yards the next three plays. So it's like, okay. Now, okay, this defense is kind of playing better. And then again, they go down and get the they get the stop and they kick the field goal. And they're like, all right, you know, again, you would think that the Bucks defense is like, all right, now we're kind of feeling ourselves, you know, stop Lamar on a, on a super short field, and then just second half, nothing. Um, and again, I said this to Taylor before you got on banks. I've never seen a team look more out of sync and like like it looks like those guys don't even practice together. Like it's every conversation is Brady pointing this way. And Evans pointing this way and he's busy talking to his lawyers. I mean, if you're going to go on the fucking mass singer, like you got to at least, yeah, I mean, they, they just looked, it it looked like a JV football team on the, on August 15th, on the first day of two days, just not knowing where people are, what they're doing. Like it was awful, awful. So, so a lot has been made for years for the entire existence of this franchise, but more recently, of course, and, it's extremely recently the whole thing about Lamar and weapons, you know, we look at all these other teams and all the weapons they have and all the, you know, riches at skill positions, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, all that stuff. You look at the Buccaneers and you see Mike Evans and you see Chris Godwin and you see all these guys out here, you know, Julio Jones, you know, even though he's, nah. you know, hey, on, that on dude back is nine a- and everything. Yeah. He's whatever point being, you look at that and you look at the Ravens and, and you start to think about like, okay, what really is an indicator of success? Yes. It's flashy to have Mike Evans. You can throw the ball deep to and make a big play there. But like football is about execution. We haven't been executing, but when we do execute with Lamar Jackson, that's under center, we're really, really tough to beat. So as much as I would love to, you know, dump, whole bunch of draft picks into DJ Moore and this person, that person, it'd be nice if we did at the right price, but that's not everything, you know, football is still played in the trenches. It's played 
with execution, with good preparation. And I think that that showed tonight. Yeah. Just a good reminder of that. For sure. It's a big second half. Could be a turning point second half for this football team um, as they head into next week. And, and certainly one where it felt like a turning point game for both of these teams to a certain extent, ones that have very high expectations in the Ravens. Fortunately, come out on the better end of it. Any final thoughts from you guys on this one? Um, 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 um. Great to be back. We're back. Yeah, we're Look back. Out. Two in we're a row. Back. Ravens are I, back. I will say Kyle Rudolph wearing number eight is only, is was pretty bad. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't. Oh, my God. He came in like one play and Brady threw to him in the end zone. He's wearing number eight. He is way too big to be wearing number I eight. I see that play from afar. It's yeah. only one up by Kyle Hamilton wearing 14. I think that's a disgusting look on a safety. I'll just I, – I, You've I gotten got too first. used to Patrick Queen wearing six. He also got – I think that looks fine. I, he looks – It's Kyle hideous. Hamilton, also, Kyle Hamilton okay. also got hurt in the most bizarre way at the end of the game. Yes. Yeah. He came, back in, but, he came back in. but He came back in. made a really good play at the pylon there. Yeah, yeah, but fourteen on a safety on a tall, lanky safety like that is not. It, uh, I felt gross looking at it. Ravens it now for everything that's happened, and the weekend. This is obviously the start of the weekend. Four seed in there. I know where this is. Oh, I thought you were going to say the most wins in the AFC right now, don't they? No, Buffalo yeah. has five and Kansas City has five, and New York. Think... The Jets have five. Someone, oh, someone tweeted that they have the most we wins. We have in five. The AFC. Tied, yes, but. That's what it was tied to. Yeah, I'm not going to claim that. Oh, hey, you can. Facts, Somehow your team is two RDT, which every time I watch the Titans, I think they stink. So that's also amazing. Again, they're they're two plays away. Well, they're one play away from being five and one. The NFL South might get is just bad. so fascinating. It's we'll, bad. Discuss, we'll discuss bad. that more this week. Um, good job by the Ravens. Come back home. Let's get healthy. Let's go get another win next week. We'll be back this week for the the normal uh, show previewing uh, next week's context. The Ravens are not home for like three weeks, which is kind of wild. Um, By the way, we just launched the Atlanta Falcons in the sole possession of first place. The winner winner of that that game, them and the Panthers. That's insane. Yikes. That's so <laughs> insane. Um, that is just Marcus Mariota. Uh, Ravens back next week. This is our big late night stretch back next week on Monday night. Oh, fuck. In New Orleans. I knew that was going to piss off RDT. My week after that, Eric, right? My week yeah. after. It's RDT. I had a big yeah. night of trick or treating that night, man. Oh, I'd probably be on like Christmas. my fourth round of trick or treating. That's not Christmas dinner? <laughs> no. That's the first night of Hanukkah, actually. Hanukkah, come on. I will say it was funny. I was on the phone with my mom. Shout out to my lovely mother earlier today, and she goes, no one from the neighborhood sent an email yet. I don't know when people are trick or treating. I've got the candy. I don't know. I said this to oh. make sure. I don't know what's. Go- she was like, I don't know what's going on. It's 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 chaos out there. It's Our chaos. neighborhood. The sun goes down and you walk door to door on Our October thirty first. Yeah, going nuts, being like, is it is anyone trick or treating Saturday? Is anyone trick or treating Sunday? And every like, we got some smart asses in the group who are like, doing? Halloween. I don't, I don't understand why I'm yawning now. Is it twelve thirty six? I don't understand why you just can't trick or treat on Monday. Just go trick or treat on Monday. Just go, go from six to eight. We we put kids to bed at seven. The sun goes down at six o'clock. Yeah, you have dinner 10. around six. You go out around seven. Back at home by eight thirty. Put them to bed by nine. You read some yeah. candy. Let them up a little this later. a fifty-two podcast after. Sure. It's an analysis. I'm Monday Night Football. 
Christ. Yeah. Be another late night for the boys. Um, once again, shout out to the wagon that is known as the pandas, um, the best cup in hand and two handed kickball team in the state of Maryland. And I challenge anyone to come at our throne. Um, I mean, we're just destroying people at flip cup. We're just taking souls right now. So I just want to shout out to the, my, our Panda fam, me and Banks is Panda fam. Another win for the pandas, another win for the Ravens. That's a heck of a night. RDT, what's your softball up there? You still playing? So we won the championship on Sunday. Whoa. Ooh. Again, Didn't we, even mention on Monday. I know. Yeah. I forgot. Um, wow. We, we played a team who was the worst team in the league. So again, we thought it was going to be a nice, easy rollover until we got there and saw that they had added two C-level slow-pitch softball players to their team. Oh, like Jason Worth. Literally, legitimately. End of a, how do you do that at the end of a season? No, no. We're, we were supposed to have rosters turned in eight weeks ago. So, Oh, that's bad. They so, were, they're even checking ro- – Volo's even checking rosters. So <laughs> your boy got a little mouthy, and we were – I, I would have. Yeah, you know, we're only going to pitch the guys who are here all year. And then it got a lot of – we're not a team you want to fuck with from the other dugout. And then I said – I said something and the guy goes, it's Fuck around to find out. Well, he goes, it's rec league softball. And I said, exactly. And you're adding C league players in the last week of the season to try to, to try to knock us off a championship. So they beat us one game because they were really good all of a sudden. And then we beat them the last game. And, you know, wow. I may or may not have had some, some spectacular diving catches. It's not, it's not the time nor the place for it, but. Let me tell you what, I don't catch a lot of balls in company and kickball. I caught a ball tonight. It was very exciting. I'm proud of you. Thanks. There go. Thanks. There we go. It was a it was a it was an up and down. Banks had an absolute howitzer of a home run. The solo homer just banged the ball. Solo to kick off the inning. I don't give a shit about getting on base. I had a I had a up and down <laughs> game. I had a foul I had a, a foul a strikeout on two foul balls, a home run and a catch. What a night. Two run homer. Banks, you banged that ball. Banks, you had a good night. You had a good night at the plate. Yeah, I almost took two different girls' faces off. Yeah, and lost your phone running around the bases at one point. I did. I was trying to watch a game on the base pass. Um, My dad kicked a girl in the face with a soccer ball during uh, outdoor ed. That's what that you reminded me of that. I didn't expect outdoor ed to be where that story was going. Yeah, where else do you think my dad would be playing soccer? Our team also had a full blown argument on the sideline and then dusted the team from there. I mean, talk about culture. The pandas. Wagon. Just an absolute wagon. Banks watching the game. By the way, for people that might question Banks' commitment as Barstool's Ravens writer, he was literally in the field watching the game on his phone, <laughs> playing the field. It was very entertaining. So, big win. Big win for big everybody win. involved. Big win. Go, what is your clip that you put on? Go, everybody. Go, everybody. Go, everybody. We will be back this week uh, for the normal show, um, the Exit 52 podcast. Appreciate everyone listening. Uh, make sure to follow us all the stuff on social media. Rate, review, support all the sponsors. And we will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.